Welcome back to Gemini Placements. Once again, this is not an astrology podcast. We might talk a little bit about astrology, though. <laughs> uh, right away, we just wanted to thank our sponsor for today. Woo! It's our crippling self, Dow. Actually, it's Kirkland. No, it is. <laughs> imagine, imagine. One day, that's the goal. Oh, goals. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, let's talk about some crippling self-doubt. Sammy, start it off right. Yeah, right? Um... I don't, how are you feeling after we released the first episode? I'm feeling grateful that like more than three people listened to it. So thank you guys so much and thank you for being here again. But um, we talked about this a few days after we released uh, the pilot and you were like, I definitely have a vulnerability hangover. And I was yeah. like, yep, that's the name of episode two, yeah, I think. Exactly. Um, it was... I don't know, like, it sounds so stupid, like, saying it now, because it's just, like, a little thing, you know, like, we're not, you know, it's not like we, like, filmed a movie or something. Yeah, no one can actually see us doing this. But it, it, to create something and put it out into the world, I think, is, like, it's intense. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, like, the moment that you, like, really get as vulnerable as, like, producing something from scratch and it just being so you and then putting it out into the world and hoping people will be receptive to it like that that is kind of a big deal um Mm -hmm. because there's there's this level of almost like validation maybe yeah you're kind of like looking for like please like me Um, yeah please (laughs) right please find me funny please come back and listen to episode two so that was that was really interesting to like to manage I definitely had like a lot of kind of anxiety leading up to us recording the first episode Mm. and then there was like so much excitement about releasing it and we were excited yeah oh my god hyper yeah it felt manic almost but uh Mm -hmm. yeah and then once it was out it was like oh shit what if nobody cares yeah I'm like what if nobody cares I'm like what if everybody hates it I thought that and I just like I'm prone to, like, these stupid, intrusive thoughts and of self-doubt that make no sense. And there was, like, even a couple weeks ago, um, I came into work, and our work, Spotify, one of our bosses, like, uses it at home, too, on her, like, kitchen speaker. Oh, really? Yeah. And I saw, I was turning on the music in the salon, and I saw that episode one was on Spotify, and I was like, oh, my God, did everybody, like last night put it on and just like make fun of us at work and then totally. I'm like, right and yeah. I'm like no they would never do that they just wouldn't listen because they fucking listen to us already enough <laughs> in our tiny little salon <laughs> oh, well, that was so funny because I remember when you texted me to be like bitch we're up on Spotify I like had a mini freak out I was at work Anya was off work that day and mm-hmm. a couple of our co-workers turned to me and they were like listen no offense love you guys but we work with you every day so we don't need to go home and listen to you more at home enough it's <laughs> enough fair right that is totally fair and i think um that's the thing to keep in mind is like not less people like not that many people are going to hate anything you put out but quite a few people are just not going to interact with it at all yeah there's not which is people. fine yeah right especially with podcasts like everyone has a podcast now you know and everyone should have a fucking podcast because whatever man we're in isolation like yeah you know it's cable it's it's cable access television you know (laughs) like but everybody does deserve a voice i think and if nobody wants to listen then then that's that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so 
Um, yeah, what else has been going on? What have you been up to, Sam, in the last, I don't know, week and a half, however long it's been since we recorded? I feel like I've just been, like, doing more research for the podcast. Like, now Mm -hmm. that we're doing this, this is, like, something I look forward to. I also, after the first episode, had so many people messaging me being like, oh my god, like, I didn't know this about the big three, like, I've never ever known about the sun sign, like, I I actually learned something from that episode, Mm -hmm. and people messaging me being like, I don't know how to figure this out, but, like, here's my birth date, here's my birth time, all this stuff, like, can you do my natal chart for me? So I was, I did a few people's natal charts, and, um that that was really it was really cool actually like there were a lot of people messaging me who I never expected to be somebody me to too. even listen to the podcast or like give a shit about astrology and they were like let's have this conversation and whatever yeah. I was actually yeah I was impressed by how many people were interested in the astrology part of the podcast yeah. you know um because we tried to keep that light on yeah. the pilot this episode, buckle up, buckaroos. Yeah, we're gonna go <laughs> Shit is going down. <laughs> um, well, what I've been up to is having a fucking identity crisis. Oh, no. Um, because I also, since uh, since we put this out, started deep diving and, and reading more about natal charts. And I feel like you've been reading, you've been doing some natal, um, and, and just before I go further into it, there's natal astrology, which is birth charts and figuring out, um, you know, it's, it's examining the, a snapshot of the sky, the moment you took your very first breath. Yes. Um, and then there's predictive astrology, which is where you observe what's happening now currently with the planets and the planets as celestial bodies. So, I, I feel like you went into predictive because you've been reading about retrogrades and we'll get into that. Um, and I have been just like hardcore into birth charts and understanding squares and sextiles and stuff like that. And we're learning as we go. Like totally. we're not experts. We're we're hairstylists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is not a hair podcast. Um, but I was texting my mom to get her and my dad's birth time, my grandma's birth time to do some charts, um, to practice. And my mom was like, by the way, I just double checked your birth time and I was wrong. (laughs) And that was a lot. Yeah. That like, (laughs) holy shit. So I don't know what I would do if I found out that anything that I thought I knew about when I was born was different. Cause I now feel like I identify so much with my big three that. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, well, here's the thing guys. So I knew my birth time is 1 PM always up until only a couple years ago, which would have made me an Aquarius with my moon in cancer and my rising as cancer as well. Um, so I had always looked up, I've been into astrology since I was like a kid and really into it as a teenager, you know, astro.com, reading all my things. And, uh, and, uh, so that's, that's how I observed my chart. And then a couple years ago it was only like a, two years ago, I think when I got my iPhone or I got a new phone and I was downloading CoStar at my mom's house and I'm like, mom, I was born at one, right? She's like, no, you were born at noon. And she was like, so insistent. I was born at noon. So I, I changed my birth time and it put my rising into Gemini. And I was like, I really identify with this. I, and I, 
um, you know, kind of tapped into that Gemini part of myself. And, and I was like, yeah, I, there's definitely parts of me and I have a lot of Gemini's in my life as well. Gemini's ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication. Um, so Gemini's are really fucking chatty. Who, <laughs> 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 me? <laughs> they, I mean, I thought I talked a lot to my clients and then Sam started working. Jesus. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, but I'm like that as well. And, uh, and there's just a lot of things that I could relate to. And I guess it, it kind of balanced out like I, uh, the, the cancer part of my chart as well. And, uh, so then when I changed my birth time, it put me right back to my cancer rising. So I actually don't have any prominent Gemini placements. (laughs) (laughs) Does this mean we have to change the name of the podcast? I don't know. Um, so I text Sam, it was on Thanksgiving as well. And I'm like, bitch, my rising just changed. And it just tipped my chart by just a few degrees. So what time are you actually born at? I was born at 1 PM. Oh, okay. So it is. Yeah. So I, and so I'm, you know, I'm like Fuck. stuttering. I'm stuttering. <laughs> this is a tragic moment. Let's have a moment of silence. I'm, I'm shooketh, but uh, you know, and now I'm I'm redoing my chart. And uh, here's the thing, guys. If you if you want to get into figuring out your big three, is you do need to know your time of birth because uh, it your rising changes every two and a half hours. Your moon yeah. will stay. The moon will station for two and a half days. Um, so if you know what day you were born, you're good and you'll still know your moon sign. You'll still know your sun sign and, uh, you can glean a little bit, but if you want more details, then you got to really know the time. So text your mom. I don't know. Call the hospital. Maybe don't call the hospital. It's fucking COVID guys. Yeah, they're fucking busy. They're like, we're busy. Imagine. <laughs> Who are you? Why? You want what now? I listened to this podcast and they said to get my birth time. They're like, uh, we got people on fucking ventilators. What's wrong with you? They just hang up on you. To click. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a ride, but I, I don't know. I think it's, it's pushed me to learn even more and get a lot deeper into natal astrology and it's a passion of mine. So, and having, um, identity crises is a passion of mine. I'm going to be fucking fine. Big same, big same. <laughs> right? Like, oh, man. that's when I feel most comfortable when my, like... <laughs> when I question everything when about I, myself. Yeah, when I question everything and I just feel my entire substance collapsing and then being <gasps> reborn. So... I mean, that as long as you, the, re, the rebirth happens, right? Then, yeah. As long as you don't stay... And I feel like that's very on point for what's going on right now, celestially. Yeah. Uh, with all the retrogrades that are happening. So totally. What is, sorry to cut you off. What no. is a retrograde, Sam, for anyone wondering? So, yeah. So, re- that's a very good question. A, a lot of people ask that regularly. Um, so, what a retrograde is, is it's when a planet appears to be moving backward, backwards in its orbit. Um, that isn't something that actually happens if you're mm-hmm. looking at it from an astronomy sense. Um, and that is important for us to differentiate between astronomy and astrology, mm-hmm. uh, because astronomy is much more based in science. Yeah. Um, and astrology is not, and we will be the Astron- first people to admit that astrology is not a science factual type of thing. It's the first science. It's an ancient, True, yeah. it's, it's an ancient, I guess, esoteric science. And, uh, it's the science. It's it a just, different kind of science. It's a different kind of science yeah. because it's the science of the self. Right. Yes. Whereas not, you know, so you're looking at 
the planets and when we talk about planets we're talking about you know celestial bodies we know we know that the moon's not a planet we know that the sun's not a planet but and our connection to all of these things Mm -hmm. right like yeah. yeah, and it's just, you know, it's factoring in as above, so below, right? Man is the microcosm, and space is the planets. Um, the macrocosm? They're the macrocosm, and um, astrology studies that relationship. But yeah, it's not, there's no fucking telescopes here, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so that's why, so it really, yeah, it's just, a, a retrograde is basically just a planet appearing to be moving backward mm-hmm. in its orbit, um, and then... Whenever there is a retrograde, like whenever a certain planet is in retrograde, whatever qualities are associated with that planet um, are typically the kinds of, um, sorry, that's when you're going to have more of the, the issues with. So when Mercury goes retrograde and Mercury is this as the planet of communication, mm-hmm. communication is a lot harder. Um, so right now we're dealing with Mars in retrograde and Mercury in retrograde. Ooh, double whammy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot happening. So the Mars retrograde, it started on September 9th and it goes until November 13th. It's a long one. Yeah. And, and interestingly also Mars retrogrades only happen every two and a half to three years. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year. And there's been, this is the final one of the year this uh mercury retrograde finally yeah exactly we don't need any more retrogrades (laughs) in 2020 um but yeah so the mars retrograde happens once every two and a half to three years um mars is also in aries right now it's been in aries since june 27th and will be until january 26th um so that's very important because mars um is also ruled by aries um uh, so it's it's also like another double whammy just within the Mars retrograde mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, it feels very at home in Aries. Aries is a fire sign. You're in Aries rising. Yeah. So that means Mars dominates your chart. Yep. And it also means that the Mars retrograde is going to be especially difficult for someone like me. Because so it's spicy for you. <clears throat> yeah. Are you feeling the spice? Are you feeling the heat? Honestly, like... <laughs> Putting you on the oh spot. Oh my God. <laughs> but it really... It's true. Like, I have found myself... In the last few weeks, especially, I've been getting much more frustrated mm-hmm. than I have been all year. Um, I like I have a much shorter temper recently. I'm really having to check myself and like when my mood starts to take a turn, I have to like go through my checklist of like, have you had any water? Have you eaten? Mm-hmm. How much sleep have you had? How much exercise have you been doing? And I really need to be on top of it right now because it's 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 hitting me hard. And then. On, yeah, um, and then I'm getting selfish here for a second. Mercury and is ruled by Gemini, yeah, and Mars is ruled by Aries. Those are two. That's my Sun and my rising sign, and they're both retrograde this week. So like this week, oh, by them. I mean, I wish that. that was. Uh, I'm not, anyway. Hi, Sam's mom. Um, so this week especially has been has been pretty intense and chaotic for me in terms of my mood. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult for anybody, but if, if something's in your big three, then it's going to be especially difficult Mm -hmm. for you. So, uh, um, take care of yourselves. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about, you know, in, in the first episode, how astrology for us, like, is kind of about perception and validation. You know, everybody wants to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And observing stuff like this going on is a nice reminder that it's not just you. Totally. 
right? Everyone is kind of going through it. So if you see someone else getting, you know, a, a little bit aggressive, a little, well, not too aggressive, but like if someone's getting a little snippy, snappy, yeah, maybe cut them a little break or just walk away because that Mars energy is so strong right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, like one good thing, one thing to kind of keep in mind when Mars is retrograde is that you really kind of want to chill on anything that requires your ambition because Mars is, is the planet of ambition, um, mm-hmm. goals, ambition, your sex drive, that sort of thing. So it's the like, warrior, right? Yeah, it's the warrior planet, exactly. So, um, you know, business plans that you might have or um, and any kind of progress, like big progress you wanted to make with your life right now, you may just kind of want to like just take it easy on like kind of like just like really be checking in right now because uh you know the energies that be can be you know mm-hmm. causing some rifts and making things a little bit harder you know petty fights yeah um, that kind of thing i see it in myself i have my entire chart has zero fire placements in it i have no fire really in me. no fire like th- not just your big three like everything everything really zero fucking fire um, I am just an airy, fairy, earthy little bitch <laughs> <laughs> that cries all the time and is all earthy, but also spaced out. So there's no fire in my chart. So I'm feeling this retrograde more through like passive aggression and oh. overthinking and oh, like, yeah. like, I don't want to say manipulation, but I said it, you know, <laughs> like, like where I'm catching myself, um, not expressing that anger outwardly like that Aries energy where it's like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. You know? Um, oh my gosh. Actually somebody messaged, uh, messaged. I think I read it. Um, and you probably didn't see it. Um, but they were like, both my parents are Aries were Aries and they got this table where the two like Ram heads were budding each other. Get out. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Glass top and shit. They all, both of them just constantly fought. And then Ever since they got that table and afterwards, then they just got a divorce and they're much better <laughs> off now. So. Well, that's good because that's also very important is like recognizing when you and a person don't work and like, yeah, like going your separate ways eh, eh, to the left, to the left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that Aries energy is very direct and I don't, I don't have any of that through any fire signs in my chart. So I'm just over here being like taking notes and scheming and, you know, well, manipulating and do my, doing my own thing. I mean, not, not the manipulation, but like the scheming thing in a positive way is something that is kind of suggested for people to be doing during a Mars retrograde, mm-hmm. um, doing all your behind the scenes work, laying foundations for your business plans, for the goals that you have for your future. Like if Mars is retrograde, just, it's, it's about not taking action, but preparing mm-hmm. um, is kind of like how people suggest you should, you should work with the retrograde because that's the other thing too, right? Is like, these things are going to happen no matter what you have yeah. to figure out how to make it work for you. Sam, look at the time. Hey. Oh shit, yo 420! Yes. <laughs> Sorry, um, I got distracted because yeah. it's 420. ADHD. ADHD. Um... Wow, I really got distracted. Sorry, but um, yeah. (laughs) 
Well, the retrograde is a good launching pad. I think a Mars retrograde is a good launching pad where instead of just directing that energy forward, you can kind of harness it, mm -hmm. protect it. Yep. And once this blows over, when does it end? November 13th. November 13th. So hang tight, you mm -hmm. know, do your shit, but just hang on to a little bit of that fiery energy and release it onward. Yeah. And then just to touch on the Mercury retrograde quickly mm -hmm. before we move on, um, Mercury retrograde is also like, it, it impacts communication. It also impacts um, technology um, travel. and travel and that sort of thing. So, you know, if you're, I know that, you know, we're not, nobody's leaving the country, but if you're planning Better on not any, be. I know, right? <laughs> if you're planning on making any kind of even local travel plans, just like, you know, double check the address that you're heading to. Double check that you have a general idea of where you're going. Mm -hmm. You know, you've Make got gas in your car. Your you phone's know, charged. Phone's charged. You know what time the train's leaving, that sort of thing. Um, and be really aware of the fact that, like, communication is a huge issue right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, be clarifying with people that, you know, they are understanding where you're coming from and vice versa. Um, double checking things, that sort of thing. Um because Mercury re re went retrograde last Tuesday, which I believe was, what, October 13th, 14th? Mm -hmm. um, 13th, I think. 13th. And then it stations direct on November 3rd. Election day. Hey oh, goodness. Um, and you know what? I just got, before we get into all that, um, Mercury retrograde is like the, it's like the pumpkin spice of fucking retrogrades. It's of like, of an, also of astrology. Of astrology. Ooh. And it's, it's funny because people will just like disregard astrology, but they will, um, always notice full moons and Mercury retrogrades. Totally. And like the most, you know, anti-astrology people, they'll still say something like, like hair salons are a little wild on a full moon, you know, yeah. they'll always be just some hospitals. hospitals. My nursing friends are like, oh, fuck me, a full yeah. moon's coming? Schools, the kids, true daycares. Yeah. Um, I, I bet like doggy daycares or veterinary offices where the animals are staying overnight because animals oh, are so yeah. sensitive. Like, ooh, like some shit be going down. And yeah. everybody knows that. And actually a friend of ours was saying she's like oh I like that part in the podcast where you know Sam talked about like I you know identifying patterns and like I you know having that like you'd be like okay this is a cyclical thing it's not just me she's like I feel that way about like tracking my my hormonal cycle mm. like it's kind of the same thing so like true. it all kind of comes back to the same shit yeah. you know it all kind of comes back to the same source because when you look at our birth chart um we look at it's it's like i said earlier it's a snapshot of the sky the moment you took your very first breath and where the planets were mm -hmm. and it's circular and it's circle and it's divided it's like a pizza divided into 12 slices and each slice is like a different flavor and then you end up eating that fucking pizza the whole thing <laughs> i'm always gonna kill an entire pizza i kill a whole pizza all the time i like have no time for people who are like i just want two slices imagine like, what's that life like what is that if you're one of those people that like has like a medium pizza and only has two slices and puts it away like i don't know send us your tips yeah. i actually don't because i don't want to actually i'm not ready i'm not it's ready like me to with a bag of chips too like you put a bag of chips in front of me i'm just going to inhale the whole yeah, thing gone. i don't i don't know how to like save it for later no no and ice cream yeah just moderation and that's that's funny it's part of my chart is uh not knowing moderation 
um, but yeah, it's 12 slices of this uh, astrological pie and, um, you know, all different flavors, but we kind of integrate all of them throughout our lives. So we all, even though I um, don't have a very direct, you know, Gemini placement, like we all have Gemini placements because Gemini is part of like all of us, yeah. you know, yeah. and 12 is a recurring number in like a recurring kind of sacred number in a lot of cultures. Um, you know, we have 12 hours on a clock. We have 12 hours, uh, 12 hours of a day <laughs> on that clock. Fuck. Two, two 12 hour installments of a day. Yeah, two 12 hour installments of a day. But we, you know, uh, schools often go up to grade 12, 12, step, 12 step programs. Um, like a dozen was a way to measure things for a really yeah. long time. So it kind of just recurs in everything. And, um, it's so funny when you originally mentioned that to me, I, I had never even thought about it, but now mm -hmm. that you've said it, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. Like there are so many different ways that the number 12 appears mm -hmm. in life. The, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I didn't even think about how that was like a significant number. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, um very recurring like once you kind of know that you start seeing it everywhere yeah, yeah. and uh so knowing your chart uh once you start studying your chart you realize that you, there's a little bit of every sign in you uh, unless if you're a fire sign and then you're not in on chart yeah <laughs> but it's just far away <laughs> just didn't make it to the front lines um but yeah we got a bunch of uh we got a bunch of scorpios in our dms yeah, <laughs> so many Scorpios in our DMs. Oh, man, this is so funny because, like, oh. I get it. As a Gemini, like, the whole, like, ah, they hate us because they ain't us. Hate you us because I mean? they ain't us. In typical, in typical Scorpio flair, they crept up and scuttled into our DMs <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, yo, I heard you were talking shit. <laughs> I heard you were saying that Scorpios are bad. And cash all, me outside. Cash me outside. Like making threats and shit, trying to sting us. Right. <laughs> but, uh, all, actually all we said was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very misunderstood sign. Exactly. Yeah. We, we didn't have any hate for you guys. I'm um, afraid though. I'm still yeah, afraid. Yeah, right. you do. And it's confirms. My fears are confirmed. It's so funny because like some of my favorite people are actually Scorpios. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, when I decided, you know, I really wanted to kind of do a deep dive about where the hatred for Scorpios comes from. And I was messaging one of my girlfriends, um, telling her like she's a Scorpio. One of like, obviously she's one of my favorite people ever, but like mm. obviously also top two favorite Scorpios then. Um, and she so, so awesome. She's like, I have so many things to tell you. Oh Let me God. do a write up and you can like work with that. And, uh, yeah, got sent a, a great message with, like, so much in-depth um, perspective from the mind of a, or the eyes of a Scorpio. Um, why do people hate Scorpio so much, Sammy? So, it seems like there's a few different, like, it's kind of up for debate. Um, it, it's a few different things. There's, there's suggestion, I was doing a bunch of reading online and stuff, there's suggestion that um, there's a lot of taboo associated with Scorpio, um, because Scorpio is the sign that is related, um, so much to sex and sexual desire mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And death yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of like intense kinds of, of words that are, are used to associate with Scorpio. Um, so 
yeah, the taboo thing was suggested. Um, there's also a lot of like the traits that are typically associated, the negative traits that are associated with Scorpios are like secretiveness, possessiveness, obsession, um, you know, emotionally avoidant, broody, <laughs> irrationally secretive, judgmental, too quick to call others out for perceived slights, like all these these things. That's a lot. That's a lot of hate. It they're is. Like it was the, a lot of hate. And it's like they're like the Grinch of the horoscope. I know, right? Almost. I was like, how how are Gemini? That's hated actually more? Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorns <laughs> are Grinches. Oh my god. Um, but then I I found something that was really interesting in um. It was, it's considered like the evolution of the Scorpio and, and my Scorpio girlfriend, she sent me a bunch of uh, information about that as well. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And she had, she had a few other, she, she had, she went more in depth with it. She had a few more um, animals that were kind of associated with the evolution, but I'm going to kind of touch on like what seemed to be like the top three um, where there's this idea that like the base level Scorpio you can identify as like a scorpion. Um, they, mm-hmm. So they really live off their base level emotions. They're very reactive, very jealous and angry, destructive, intimidating, stubborn, like all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the non-evolved form of the Scorpio. Yeah. And then one, and, and like this is, you could honestly, this is kind of like just like any person in therapy at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody can be very reactive and stubborn and, and that yeah. sort of thing before they start addressing their trauma and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So once uh, a Scorpio kind of starts doing more inner work on themselves, they reach these like newer, these like levels of evolved forms of Scorpio. So then uh, you have something, they, they talk about uh, Scorpios being the eagle in their next step up. Um, so they have eagle. more, yeah. Like, so they have more like awareness of their surroundings so they go from the ground into the sky. Yeah, they, they're they're more perceptive. They have more wisdom, um, and they they yeah they're, they're they're just I don't know like yeah another level of an evolved form. Um, but even at that form, they're still going to struggle with a balance of power of like their insight and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And so then there's this idea that the like fullest evolved form of a Scorpio is a Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. Phoenix is such an incredible creature and uh, associated with so much growth and rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's how a Phoenix comes to be is like rising from the ashes. From the ashes. And it's like the exaltation of the Scorpio then because Scorpio is a water sign and it's ruled by Pluto. Yeah. And Pluto is Hades in uh, in Greek mythology, the god of the underworld. Yeah. And it is uh, a planet of death and rebirth and transformation. Yes. And so it makes sense that its final form would to just be like transform or reborn. So you kind of yeah. like have to give up the self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, some of the stuff that I was reading, it was saying things like, if a Scorpio is not living the life that they're meant to be, or if they feel misunderstood in the environment that they exist in, a lot of those negative Scorpio cliches will kind of seep out into their life. Mm-hmm. But when they reach that kind of Phoenix level, that evolved Scorpio level, they're capable of like unconditional love, um, really good advice. Um, they're very protective of the people mm-hmm. that they care about a lot of passionate energy for the things that they want to fight for. Um, for sure. And, and they're typically quite worthy causes that they're fighting for. Have you ever dated a Scorpio? No. 
Um, or like, I guess, <laughs> uh, uh, not in my past, I've never dated a Scorpio. <laughs> but there is a gentleman that doesn't know that we both read the DMs on the Gemini placements Instagram. Oh, it's so... Ooh, I was blushing. Yeah. Samantha, this is really like spiced it up for me, sharing an inbox with Sam. <laughs> Last episode, I told you guys that I am an old married lady. Well, not old, but I've been married for a while. Um, and Sam gets spicy DMs. I love it. And I'm just like, mm, like reading them over the fence. Yeah, it was that was really funny, actually. Because so we I've got a lot of my notifications for different apps turned off. And Instagram is one of them because I already spend excessive amounts of time on Way social media. So if I'm getting notifications, too, there's just no hope for me. So I signed on to Instagram at one point and I see Anya's messaged me from our shared, from the Gemini placements account to my personal one being like, um, I don't know if I can open DMs from like certain people. <laughs> I uh, need the list. Anymore. Yeah. She's like, you need to warn me about who I shouldn't be reading messages from. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. Scorpio men are, uh. They're fun. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun. a trip. My very first serious relationship with with a Scorpio, and like very very typical Scorpio because he was an artist. He was goth as fuck, um, <laughs> and he was just like very dark and moody and secretive, um, which are a lot of qualities associated with Scorpio, um, and it's. And he, you know, he was this artist. He was a lot older than me. And uh, it was such a fail of a relationship because he, um, Scorpios, I think, really value loyalty. Yes, that's, yeah, that's something that I, Mm -hmm. from my own experiences with Scorpios as well, I've seen that. And not saying Aquarians like me are not loyal, but um, air signs need a lot of freedom. Yeah, we're, we're... If I could use a negative word, people do call us kind of flighty. Flighty and flaky and a little bit aloof. Yeah. Um, So it was just that already was like a weird energy match for us. And, uh, you know, I think an Aquarian-Scorpio relationship. And, I mean, you have to factor in a whole chart and big three and everything. I actually never did his big three. I can't believe I moved in with a man. (laughs) Yeah, right. I moved in with a man and I didn't do his chart and he stole my fucking couch. That's what happens. Yeah, that's that's why you got to do people's birth chart yeah. so you know if they're going to steal your shit or not. Honestly, people, do their fucking chart because he took my couch. I don't know what and placement. Honest, I don't think I've ever done a birth chart for any of the people that I've been with either now that I think about it. Like, I've always read their sun signs, but never. Yeah, I didn't really get too mm-hmm. deep into their names. Now you need to give me the time. Yeah. We need the time of 100%. birth. 100%. If you want to work with me, if you want to live with me, if you want to have coffee with me. Yeah, if you want to be associated with me. Yeah. I need to know everything about I need you. to know. Because <laughs> I, I need a heads up you know, yeah, yeah. at this stage of my life with people. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting relationship. It really helped me understand the dynamic later when I kind of got back into astrology in my 20s. Um, I was like, wow. I was really like a bad match for him because I he understanding Scorpios now they have a need for stability they're fixed water sign so they like yeah. you know they need um, someone to just just be there and be available to them yeah. and they it, it's often like an artist muse thing that happens totally. with with Scorpios especially Scorpio 
um, male identifying individuals. Uh, but we, yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, it was a weird relationship. And looking back, I'm like, knowing these scorpionic traits i'm like i drove that man fucking insane because i'm all over the place Hilarious. i was very very social at that stage of my life i'm not as much now but like we had people over every day i was throwing ragers in our apartment and he just wanted to like stay up till three in the you know till like five in the morning and paint abstract art and just like watch david lynch movies and i was just like going fucking nuts off the rails Damn. and and pranking him as oh well. I would prank him all the time. And if you understand that, um, not to say don't like prank a Scorpio, but they like are known for having a bit of trust issues. Yes. Um, sometimes like a little bit unnecessarily paranoid. So you don't do that shit. You know, I, like, I would hide the toilet paper all the time. So I thought it was like the funniest thing ever. Oh my God. Where he'd have to be like, oh yeah, give me the TP. And this is a 29 year old man. <laughs> he was like, bitch, just like, he's what like, the fuck? He's, what have I done? You know, who did I move in with? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. And that's the thing with air signs. Uh, so that's, Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. Hmm? I said I have to pee really bad. Sam has to pee, so we are <laughs> taking <laughs> time. It's all good. It's so funny because um, I can really notice the Mercury retrograde affecting you. Because usually you're like, bam, 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 bam. Like, I have all these topics. And you're a little more, like, not subdued. I don't think you've ever been subdued. Yeah, I don't know if anyone ever described me as subdued. Maybe if you like flipped you over and injected you with like horse tranquilizers. Yeah. I mean, I'm also like slightly weed hungover too. Mm. <laughs> like very stupidly took an edible at like 1130 last night and was like, what a better time. Um, this is like after it was like already down the hatch. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I have to no record tomorrow. Classic, classic edible situation, right? You take it, and then half an hour, forty-five minutes later, you're like, "What have I done?" Mm, I'm a horse. Yeah, you are. I'm you a can horse. Take so much. I'm a horse when it comes to edibles, and um, and the way I consume edibles is the way you consume energy drinks. Mm, yep. You know, yeah. everyone has their thing. <laughs> My big sound effect. Uh, but we were talking about um, Scorpios because we're actually it's a new moon in Scorpio today mm -hmm. and we're going into Scorpio season soon also just to clarify because we had a conversation about this beforehand the new moon was in Libra when it officially went into new moon into like the new moon yesterday so if mm -hmm. anybody's listening and is like I thought the new moon was in Libra it's since moved out of Libra and is now in Scorpio today it's in Scorpio it's yeah. Saturday um so yeah perfect day to kind of talk about that um and yeah someone messaged me and was like my husband's a gemini i'm a scorpio like are we not a good match and <laughs> i'd like to believe as a gemini who's hanging out with a scorpio yeah. that's a good match i mean they've been together a long ass time too but... yeah they have been together for a long time and you know, it's it it is it's the whole chart, right? Yeah. That you have to factor in at least big threes. Um, so find out that time or at least your moon. But obviously, you're a good match because like you can't. You got to think of your birth chart as a seed, right? Like right. it's your kind of potential as a human being and things that will probably be happening. But you can plant a seed 
in fertile soil or you could plant it in a fucking garbage can and pour bleach on it you know yeah. what i mean and that's where we kind of ties into like the evolution of the scorpio might not have the opportunity to grow and be like a shitty scorpio just like you could be a shitty anything yeah you yeah, could be exactly. a shitty doctor you could be a shitty like yeah. whatever it is right um but i think gemini and scorpio are a, like a good match um air signs are always going to be more cerebral and like use their brains not that scorpios aren't smart but they're going to be more emotionally intuitive and kind of see the world more feelingly mm-hmm. so the combination of both gives a really broad scope to a relationship and gemini are really good communicators yeah well and also like when you when you have like when i think about scorpios and gemini's the one thing that in in a relationship sense the one thing that comes up for me is scorpios are so loyal um you know once they have their person they're about Mm -hmm. that person gemini's were known for not being able to make up our minds and like Mm -hmm. being all over the place and and changing our minds all the time and, and all that jazz so um there there's the potential for it to be chaos yeah from that point of view yeah. and in the same way there's potential for that opposites attract vibe where it's like the scorpio is going to help ground the gemini and yeah. the gemini is going to help broaden the like life for the scorpio exactly exactly and that's the thing like if you're somebody that fucking hates scorpios that like you can't really write a sign someone off for their no, sun sign exactly it goes so much deeper, right? Oh my gosh, sorry to interrupt you. Please. Just because you said this, I like I have to tell this because this is the wildest thing I've ever I've ever Ooh. heard. Um one of my friends who is a Scorpio, we were having when I first started talking to him about it, he was like, I fucking hate this shit. I fucking hate when when women like ask me my sign. It's like the amount of women that have stopped talking to me because i'm a scorpio and i was like are you serious he's like wow he's like bro it went so far as i brought a woman home like she was in my apartment and then she asked my sign i told her i was a scorpio and she left her uber was already there yeah like it was like in the bag they were gonna bang wow and then she was like oh you're a scorpio Mm, like i can't do this and left wow it was because he was a scorpio i was like yeah i can see why you would be irritated by this whole this whole thing because like that's also super whack. Like that is just because whack. somebody's a Scorpio as their sun sign doesn't mean that like they're gonna be the most toxic person you've ever met. Like come come on. Apparently there was some office, like some corporate office in Japan that just wouldn't hire Virgos. Really? <laughs> I think it was in Tokyo. I was reading about it, and their it was it was an HR issue. Oh my god! Yeah, escalated because they were like, we fucking hate Virgos, and I think a Virgo would be great in an office. So I don't yeah, know what I their problem be... was. Yeah. Apparently, most serial killers are Virgos. I don't know if this is a true fact. I'm just fucking spewing <laughs> bullshit. Talking shit. I'm just talking. You're seeing talking shit element of the podcast. Hey, I'm just making stuff up. That's not factual. This isn't I mean, science. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if, if you really, really, really dislike Scorpios, if you're like, you know, getting in an Uber, when you find out a guy you're about to bang is a Scorpio, that's something that we got to work on. That's something we got to work on. That's a you problem. (laughs) That's a you problem. Because you can't, yeah, you can't write someone off for their sign because you have some Scorpio placement somewhere too. They might just not light up. They weren't lit up when you were born, but they're still there. And that's a part you got to integrate into yourself. Right. So you either need to lean into that or try to understand that or understand what it is about Scorpios that you really dislike and deal with that. Um, and actually Scorpio, um, so in our charts, uh, 
the planets move at different paces, right? Yes. So that's what we talked about. Your ascending sign will change every two hours. So like that one hour for me just gave me an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the moon, two and a half days. Pluto hangs out in your chart for about 12 years. And so that defines entire generation. Yeah. So our generation is the Scorpio in Pluto. Or what, the what Pluto in Scorpio, sorry. And what is that time span like what year to what year is that 1983 to 1995 is that time span so we are known as this uh pluto and scorpio millennials and that kind of defines is a big part of defining our generation because um pluto rules you know pluto and that placement is all about transformation yeah and who we are and when we think about our generation of millennials um, so the generation b- right behind us, which would be uh, Gen X, it's Gen X right and then like yeah, yeah. older millennials. They're called Zennials sometimes because oh. that's 1971 to 1983. So like my husband falls in that category because okay, he's yeah. 82. Mm-hmm. So he, they are um, Pluto and Libra. So they're very, very, there's some differences. Libra's uh, more about balance, harmony, beauty, art, creation, whereas Pluto's all about, uh, sorry, um, Scorpio's all about death, rebirth, sex, taboo. And when you yeah. think about the shit that was on MTV in the 90s. Oh my God, totally. Like, you know, you, you were, we're talking, you know, Kurt Cobain, like Nine Inch Nails, like everything was like uh kinks just kind of came yeah. out millennials just wanted Not to be out, edgy but... right we wanted to be edgy and like mm-hmm. and so we really embraced things that were taboo like yeah we, we, we questioned why why are these things taboo like let's totally. push boundaries let's push push limits that and we're known as the kind of whiny angsty totally you know cry baby yeah. snowflake generation and not saying that that's what a scorpio is but there's a lot of trauma and pain in our generation as in any but you can see how it manifests in a scorpionic yeah. way yeah whereas the generation after us the gen z are um their pluto is in sagittarius and it just makes so much sense because sagittarius is a fire sign and it's adventurous no, Sagittarius is an air sign is it not no it's a fire sign oh really yeah oh right yeah sorry I'm getting that wrong no yeah. worries um but yeah they are a fire sign a lot of people get that wrong actually yeah I mean I that, like that's like Scorpio right everyone thinks Scorpio is a fire sign and mm-hmm. it's a water sign it's a water right? sign it's, it's very interesting the way some of these things are mm-hmm. and fire signs are known to be more direct um and also to just be of action um, but they're ruled by Jupiter, which is a planet of like optimism and excitement. And so you've got, you know, this really adventurous generation, but that's also into social justice yeah. because Sagittarius has a lot to do with not like a law and order in the sense that like a Capricorn would, and we'll get into all of that later, but, um, but more in the idea of like justice for the sake of justice. Right. Um, and Which is very clear with Gen Zs, especially yeah. in 2020. If we learned anything about Gen Zs in 2020, it was that they're coming for the justice. They are coming for the motherfucking justice. They they're done eating Tide Pods. I'm fucking proud of them, man. Like, Me too. like as much as like I'm like fuck these Gen Zs because they hate us because we say doggos and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Honestly, like thank God they showed up because. Yeah. Millennials, like, we're trying, but we're not getting the we're job sinking. done. Yeah, we're exactly. sinking. We need the leg up from, yeah. from the youngsters. You know, they're done eating Tide Pods. They're ready to fucking save the planet now. <laughs> so kudos to them. We'll, we'll stand by. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was speaking of Scorpio versus Gemini, Scorpios and Gemini's is the presidential election coming yeah. up. Yeah. It's going down. So that's November 3rd. Yeah. Last day of the retrograde. Yeah. 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 And communication is supposed to be janked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like one thing I'm trying to be optimistic about is that Mer- when Mercury goes, goes retrograde, the most intense part of the retrograde is right at the beginning. So we, mm-hmm. we've already come past that. So the, the, it it's, yeah, I'm grateful that it'll be at its least effective on mm-hmm. the day of the election, but it's still going to be retrograde on the election. Well, our boy Joe Biden is a Scorpio. I'll oh, have you know. All right. And he's got, yeah, he's got some juicy Scorpio placements, but his big three is Scorpio and uh, a Taurus moon, which I thought was like kind of cute because yeah. that's very um, Sleepy Joe. They're known for being mellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Sleepy. Sleepy Joe. And he's a, he's a Sagittarius rising. Um, but, uh, and our boy Trump, well, he's not our boy, trust us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was a poor choice of words. <laughs> slip, of the, slip of the tongue. Right? Slip of the tongue, but uh, Donald Trump is a Gemini, and so is Mike Pence. <sighs> Fuck these guys. This, and this and this is why we get so much, these Geminis get so much hate, because fucking assholes like Trump and Pence end up with their fucking placement. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Pence is a double Gemini. Yo. He's nasty. No, Sam's just mad. I see the vein. Sam gets this vein sometimes where she's like, mm. it's like right down the middle of my forehead. Yeah, I I feel the vein. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes down. It's actually funny looking at their um placements and seeing how the debates panned out now. <laughs> panned out is one way to put it. Oh my god, that shit was a like, we thought we were dumpster fires. Yeah, that Holy was... Holy crap. The ultimate dumpster fire. Um, you know, it was just... It just makes sense. I was looking at, at Joe Biden's chart, and I'm like, you know, he, you know, tried to stay composed, but that Taurus nature is very, like, slow and steady, but, you know, they're, but, they're a, but they're a bull. Yeah. So they're going to chew the cud and hang out and keep going yeah. in one direction, but they can also charge... And then Sagittarians are just naturally known for blurting shit out. Have you ever met a Sagittarius that hasn't just like being like, Bleh! and then they're like, sorry, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but like, you know, it just totally True. makes sense that he would, you know, just call him a clown and just fucking lose it. And also because you're in a fucking debate with Donald Trump. I mean, astrology yeah, like aside. Like, you can't even call that shit a debate. Like, that was just, that was trash. Just chaos. Mm-hmm. That was, that was madness. I Like, yeah, it was... And the unevolved form of Gemini is a very chaotic creature. Um, very chaotic, very two-faced. There's this trickster element, right? And that's Mercury is mm. known as the trickster yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. If you look at, if you guys are into tarot, um, the card for, the card that associates with Gemini is the fool. Right, yeah. And the fool, he's like a, like a jester. Yes. As well, the way he's dressed. So... You can really see, like, he literally is a motherfucking clown. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the, the fool is a, a good thing to bring up because the fool, especially in tarot, is is the person portrays themselves as a fool, but deep down, like, they have ulterior motives mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, and I think that that's a really succinct way to describe Trump, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he, he comes off as a, a total dumbass, but, like, 
behind closed doors, there's probably, and we're all we're all fairly confident there that there are sinister things afoot. Very right? sinister. Like, yeah. He, he portrays himself as this chaotic dumbass and I'm sure to some degree he is mm-hmm. but at the same time like how much of that is also a distraction absolutely just chaotic fucking diversion tactics yeah. and he's got a Sagittarius um moon so again blurting stuff out firing at the sky and he's got a uh, a Leo arising and uh, the un the unevolved Leo is a very very egotistical creature yeah, yeah. and Leos they like authority mm-hmm. and they like to be the authority yeah. you know um, and when you have someone with a wild ego full of chaos blurting shit out and just shooting at the sky you have a totalitarian leader yeah and we really 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 hope um that that is not who wins that election it's it's nerve-wracking to say the least it's nerve-wracking also kamala is a libra (laughs) that is not surprising at all she she gives off heavy libra vibes big libra energy yeah um, so yeah, we really hope that the outcome is for the greater good. Yeah. There's no, I'm not fan of any politician, but oh my God. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other thing, right? Is it's like, I, how many people actually are like wholeheartedly, and it, I mean, maybe the, this is just because of the circles that we circulate in, but how many people are wholeheartedly backing Biden? Biden and um, Harris. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's excited to vote for them. There's a there's an Instagram account that I've been following for a while. It's called Settle for Biden, Settle and, and that's like Biden. that really is the mood right now, right? Like nobody nobody wants Biden to be the president of the United States. They're just like, I just don't want Trump to be the president more than I want him Biden to be the president you know what I mean he's just yeah he's just like okay we'll settle for him and it, that must be like fucking him up as a Scorpio probably <laughs> probably like, I'm not <laughs> but yeah and I mean like it just speaks volumes about how the how people feel about the democratic process these days too right like it doesn't mm-hmm. even feel like a democracy anymore no um yeah, so on that fun note, <laughs> having a good time, having the best time. Um, but yeah, we we are really, really grateful that people, quite a few people listened to our first episode and gave yeah. us feedback um, and that you guys were interested in the astrology part. If you would like us to break down your sign yeah. or um, your chart or like your big threes or maybe yours and your partner's big threes or like a crush or someone like hit us up we'll go fucking miss cleo on you hell yeah i'm gonna i'll do all your crushes natal charts mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sam will be on it um if you guys want to learn anything that you'd like us to cover please shoot us uh, a dm or message us on twitter and uh yeah what do you think sam should we wrap it up i think we i think we should um yeah it's been fun mm-hmm. <laughs> um next time i won't take a heavy edible less than 12 hours before we're gonna record the next one <laughs> <laughs> or do <laughs> right or do yeah exactly the next episode is sam just slurring she's like hey, hey, i astrology podcast <laughs> Talk about all dressed ruffles. <laughs> you know, I love all dressed ruffles. Should we go get some? Yeah, we yeah, should. we're gonna all go right. get ruffles. Okay, everybody, thank you for tuning in to Gemini Placements episode two. We'll see you in episode three. Love you. Peace out. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And um, Kirkland, please sponsor us. Please, that'd be sick. Mm-hmm.